Today we're going to talk about three systems you need to have in place for your ministry. Are you ready to find out what they are? Get ready, because it's time. Holy nuclear time bombs! Holy overeating! Holy roller coasters! It's time! It's time! It's time for the Lion Sidekick Podcast! <laughs> Hello, heroes. This is Tom Pounder, and you are listening to the YM Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk to ministry leaders about cool tips and tricks and ideas on how to do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world that we're living in today. And today's guest is Corey Sullivan. He is not new to the podcast, and we kind of actually make reference to it in the interview uh, today. But he's not new, but what we talk about is something new. We've never talked about this. Um, but in all the people that I've done ministry with over the years, um, Corey is definitely one of the guys that I've had the most fun with. And we we think alike, we we act alike, and we have fun together. It's just a, it's a great mix that we have together. Um, but one thing you may not know about Corey is that he is really big into systems and processes. And while there's a lot of times in ministry where you focus in on program and what, what you're doing and how you're doing it, a lot of it is you need proper systems in place for those programs to be effective and for you to be able to be effective in your ministry as a whole. So today, Corey and I talk about three specific systems that you can have in place that will benefit your ministry long term. So without any further ado, let's get an interview with Corey Sullivan. All right, with me right now is the one and only Corey Sullivan. Corey. Hey, everyone. What's going on? Good time. It's good to see your face. Oh, it's nice to see your face. Nobody's seeing our faces right now because I know audio. But. I realize that sometimes I do that probably every time we have some sort of communication that I'm like, I give out a clue of how we actually go behind the scenes process of this. And everyone listening, you get have behind the scenes clues about how this really goes down. Yes. Corey's in Rochester. I'm in Virginia. And we're doing this via zoom so that's how it's really going down time you gave away all the answers it was supposed to be a fun clue type game that they have to listen to all your podcasts to learn more about and yeah you, you yeah. ruined it I, i've ruined everything we used to we used to record these on facetime but now we don't do that because zoom's so much better so yeah all right so this is that's not the reason why we're talking or anybody's listening um with Corey, uh quickly give everyone a background of, of who you are and what you do uh and talk briefly about rally youth yeah um so really i i've said this a few times this past couple of weeks but like i love to see kids and families just thrive right and out of that kind of just mission and, and goal of mine came this idea for rally youth which is meant to be uh, a place for teenagers and parents of teenagers to come get resources get advice get like how to just communicate well together uh for teenagers it's thinking about next steps in college uh, and doing some coaching with teenagers about, hey, what does life look like post high school, which can be a pretty intimidating question for a lot of people. Um, and really just a good place to build supports for kids who who need it. Yeah, no, it's great. And you can find it at rallyyouth.com. Um, he's got some content on there. And he's just he's just a great resource. Uh, and he, his heart is amazing. And I feel bad because it's so funny. Like I always ask all the people I interview um, to get, share about who they are and whatnot. But I just kind of breeze by that with you. I'm like, quickly, just just share who you are. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like, we, we usually you do that because we've known each other so long. That you I know. I like uh, anybody who's listening to have been listening to my podcast, which is 300 plus episodes um, easy. 
you've been on the most. And so people like, that's why I'm like, people have likely heard an episode or two of you. So yeah. anyways. All right. Well, Corey, today we're going to talk about systems um, because the reality is when you look about student ministry, even family ministry, uh, you think a lot about programs, like what programs are you doing? How are you reaching more kids and, yeah. and uh, families and whatnot? But the bottom line is that in order for programs to be successful, I feel like you have to have systems in place that yeah. set you up to be successful. Talk, talk to me about that. Yeah, I think systems are crucial. I love talking about systems. I love like looking at how to maximize and operationalize some of the systems we have in place um, because I think the systems help lift some of the heavy burden off of one person and it helps the program kind of click, right? It's, it's the, if, you know, our program's the engine of the car, the systems you have in place are all the other components, right? Things like, how do you track attendance? And that system looks like, well, maybe I have to share what my attendance numbers are. Well, if you do that, how are you going to know those attendance numbers if we aren't having a system in place to track it? And by system, we're not just talking about like the technology you use, like something on an iPad to like click the buttons. And it could be that, but it's more than that, right? It's the, we call them SOPs, right? Or standard operating procedures or the process and procedures for a lot of the different tasks uh, within your ministry and within your context to see that be successful in it. Yeah, I, I think that's really important. Um, again, because as we dig into some of these systems, Again, I'm all about technology and I love digital stuff, um, but you just highlight it really quickly because this is something that's with me, like um, in, in tracking attendance, I'm thinking, no, oh, we got to go iPad. We got to get into planning center. We got to have them check off. Blah, 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 blah. And then sometimes technology breaks and sometimes technology doesn't work. And so you have to go on the paper and just type in your, not type in, but write in your, your stuff so you can track it. And, and then be able to follow up with it. But whatever works for you, it doesn't have to be technology, yeah. even though we're technology driven. And, and again, there's multiple ways to go about the, the end goal. And you gotta, I think when you think about systems, you have to think about the end result first. Think of it like an engineer. What is this supposed to do for me? How is this supposed to help me out here? For instance, our attendance, we kind of had a double whammy in, in the ministry I was at where we did use uh, an iPad but the thing is that sometimes it was clunky sometimes it wasn't accurate we would we would see kids just walk past it instead of using it the right way even though we had an adult there to kind of like help make sure and guide them and all that kind of stuff and what we started doing is I tried really I'm very big into relational based ministry very big into small groups big advocate for caring adults in the lives of kids and for me I started thinking in my ministry that the answers to most of our questions can be found through small groups. How can we leverage our small groups to find the resolutions that we're looking for? So um, that became a lens that I try to create systems around. So for what that looked like, just for attendance, is that we gave all of our small group leaders each week, like their small group, just a little checklist and like a space at the bottom for them to just pray about. And like our, it was trained with our small group leaders just to reach out to those kids that weren't there and check in and say, hey, I hope you're having a great week. That is a guilt, but just say, hey, we're thinking about you. We missed you. You know, hope you had a great week this week. We'll see you next week. Here's something coming up. And that became our, our system for that. Yeah. I, I, I like that, Corey. That, that's good. I think what you talked about is where do you want to be? What's the end in mind? 
and what are the systems that you need to set up so that it will help you get there. Again, I think people can look at systems and say, oh, we don't want to be about systems. We don't want to do this is free flow and and you know relational base and all we're we're gonna just focus on relationships and relationships is important and we're gonna talk about that in, in a little bit. But the reality is you have to have some systems in place so you can track how effective you're you're ultimately doing and it will help you then follow up with people as well. And, and I think you had, I, I've been in an experience where trying to create systems where there wasn't, it was very just like ad hoc and people did whatever they want. And when you created systems and the goal for some of the systems was to see where our time was going because it was so like random and like, Hey, let's do whatever. We didn't know where our time was going and our time. We really wanted to be in small groups and our time really wanted to go to those relational based moments with our students. Mm-hmm. Um, but since it was like, hey, we'll, f- we'll start up group and worship whenever we feel like it, we lost time. We lost some of that time and you only get a certain amount of time with people. Yeah. And so there's a lot of pushback actually from that. They're, we're like, why are, we, why are we tracking time? Why are we doing this? It's like, well, we're, we're finding the best system to maximize the, the right time and where it should be going. Yeah. Everything else in the end is second to how are we growing in relationships and pointing people to Jesus. And so if there's time that's stealing from that, we need to have a system in place to figure that out. Yeah, no, that's true. Okay, so let, let's talk about some systems that you feel like are, are really important for our student ministries in particular. And they, they can probably apply to a lot of different ministries, but let's focus yeah. on student ministries. So what are some systems in place? Well, I always, so I kind of go, I guess, by themes, you could say. And then there's usually multiple systems underneath that. For one, I think about a theme of communication right? And you need to have some systems around communication. And I think there's really three kind of groups you want to make sure you're communicating with. Um, there's probably a couple more. Uh, I already, like, as I say, there's three, there's probably like five or six that come to my mind too. So I'll just share them out. I, definitely students, definitely parents, and definitely your volunteers, right? But then you have a couple more that can get added in there, which uh, I would say every week you're communicating to those three groups, but then you have other responsibilities, like how are you communicating to your church leadership, right? And how are you uh, communicating to the church as a whole, right? And so those are kind of like how I think of what communication looks like um, in those audiences. So for me, that became different email chains to parents and just how they wanted to be communicated to. It became some text message and some resources and landing pages. That's where your social media strategy comes out of, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Well, again, I think these are important. And again, I'm just going to give a general statement here, but just to say that Corey and I are going to hit on some things. There's probably more to it that you can hit on. Like what you said about communications, you could probably communicate to a variety of different people. I I know this, I communicate to four different groups of people um, on a regular basis in, in my ministry. I communicate to parents, I communicate to students, I communicate um, to my leaders and I communicate to my superiors. Uh, And so those are the four level and every one of them is going to be tailored a little bit different, but I need to have those things in place. And I do certain things on certain days. Mondays, I communicate to my superiors. Tuesday, I communicate to the parents. All throughout the week, I'm communicating to students, but then on Wednesdays, I'm communicating to leaders. So there's systems in place so that we can be effective in our ministry. And I think this is where you can, people listening to us, I think for you guys, it would be, what are some of those bigger values? Like, where should I be putting systems in place? And then you got to look at your context and what's working for you, right? Different contexts, different 
communities are going to have different things. Their parents are going to be wanted, wanting to be communicated with differently, right? Maybe it's the old school calendar and the dates still that people love to have, right? And you still do that, but you do it a little bit differently. Maybe, you know, and it just depends on that context. Um, another system that I kind of think about is like, I, I try to have a system for just attendance. And I've been blessed in different situations to some of them are like heavy on attendance and like, that's the end result number game, right? Where it's more like, Hey, we just want to know who's there. So we, for safety and also for like communication, so we can make sure we're communicating with people well. And there's different levels of how priority attendance is. But so we had a system on that. Some of us, like I, I kind of just shared this earlier, but you know, from iPads and like, you know, uh, different programs and systems you can purchase for your churches. They're simply saying, how can my small group leaders know that their kids are here? And there's a lot of different opportunities for that out there. Yeah. And I think tracking attendance and having a system for attendance is very effective because then one, it allows you to follow up with people. Um, and, and, you know, and two, you know, who's coming and who's not. And then three, two, again, immediate follow-up, it's, it's important. But also follow up in the sense of if you're if a kid's been missing for a few weeks, you're like, hey, when was the last time we saw Johnny or when was the last time we saw Jill? Oh, we can see based on some records that we have when the last time they came and then you can follow up with them effectively, too. If you don't have that system in place or that process in place, it, it's going to be messed up. And like for a system that I had, because we had, you know, it was ever changing. Some people would bring a guest and you're like, hey, how long do, you know, I keep sending them stuff and what was an end point? I just did like a, um, a three, two, one communications over three weeks. And I said, the first week, they're going to get three communications. Uh, the second week, they'll get two. And the third week, they're going to get one communication. And, but if you're also communicating with the parents and saying, Hey, we're, you know, we just want to check in and all that. And then by the end, if they're not getting anything, you know, Hey, this person really isn't as engaged as we'd like them to be, you know, we'll set, we'll push them off to like our quarter, quarterly announcements. Right. Or, or our biannual, like, Hey, here's every big end of the year party, making sure they're getting invites to those. Um, but we're also talking like how, how are kids engaging with those, their friends that they're bringing, how are small group leaders doing that too, but just a small system to think, Hey, what's that one kid that you haven't seen in like two months, what's happening with them? Like maybe we'll put a system in place to say, we're going to try to communicate them this much. And, um, then we're going to go to the more irregular kind of communication with them just because life is busy for them this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's true. And again, when, when you're talking about systems and, and capturing information about attendance, you have to capture the information that's important for you. Again, what's important for me may be different for uh, that's important for you. So capture the information um, that's important for you so that you can follow up effectively on that. Yeah. So, okay, we talked about communication, we talked about attendance, what, what else, what other systems are that are good to have in place? Just volunteers, the systems around volunteers. Um, and so I think about volunteer recruitment and volunteer training in that I think about, uh, volunteer expectations, right. And it's, it's not just like a, a packet to give them, but how are you communicating those expectations with them? You know, how are you meeting with them regularly to train, to talk through life with them? Um, and so in the end, it's a system to try and maximize your ability to build a great ministry through building a great volunteer team. And so finding out, I always say like, there's a system in place, there should also be someone to own that system, right? There should always be a person behind it, a smiling face, 
you know, and sometimes that person's going to be you as the ministry lead, but where you can, how can you have volunteers to help own some of those systems like the attendance system? We had volunteers own that, right? Our communication system, we had volunteers own that. And so it's like, how do you allow some of the volunteers to own some of these systems as well? But overall, like having just a system around volunteers and what does that look like? Yeah, the recruiting, training, and development of volunteers and having systems in place. Because if you don't have systems in place, you're just going to get out of it. Like, again, I'm going to be honest, you know, over COVID, a lot of my systems went out the out the wall. I mean, they just, they all, it all changed. And I came to a reality about a few months ago that I said, wow, we haven't had a leader training time in quite some time. We haven't had a leader gathering and again, the, the, the process was a system that we had in place was every other month we were doing something, but because everything got changed and we were meeting via Zoom and all this kind of crazy stuff, the systems changed. And, and so we had to update it one, but then we had to get back to implementing it and really doing it because again, it's pointless to have a system in place if you're not going to implement it. Correct. And, and so I think there's a time kind of speaking to that is you need you need to take and evaluate the systems that you have in place. Yeah. And are they getting you the end result that you need? Yeah. And so if not, you have the flexibility and the power to change them, yeah. right? If it's not working for you, stop doing it, right? And do something else. And sometimes it's being, being creatively around something, you know, joining um, a community group online of, of people within your context and your ministry is a great way to think around different systems and a great place to ask, hey, how are you guys doing this? Yeah. And you get a ton of different resources in there. Yeah. And so if those systems ultimately are failing you, like just change them, right? Shake it up a bit, figure out what, why, and, and what you need to do to, to fix it. Yeah. Sometimes uh, again, we, we uh, forget about the systems and um, because when we don't, when we get off track of implementing those systems and, and following through on them, we lose track of that and we forget them. Like for instance, I'll, I'll share a story real quick. Um, we're, we were looking at social media guidelines, you know, with social media just being, you know, what it is. Um, it's great. I call it the beautiful train wreck. It's just, it's great, but it's also a train wreck. Well, we wanted to make sure that our staff was, uh, um, knowing what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. So we wanted to create some systems in there. And then we realized as we were talking, me and the communications director, we talked to our executive pastor and he's like, oh, we have social media guidelines in the FAQs for our church. And we're like, we do. And again, I haven't seen the FAQs in years. Like I saw it when I first came in on staff, but they've never been reviewed. They've never been talked about. You know, we just don't go over them very often. So if you're not like implementing them, maybe you need to go over them again on a regular basis. You know, maybe you need to share about them consistently with the people so that you can be implementing them consistently. Yeah. And I just think about even just that one example you just shared, but from 10 years ago today, social media has changed so much. Maybe not just the rules around it, but just what it is and the, the influence and the impact it has yeah. that you could you could find yourself in a whole new world overnight. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. So this is great, Corey. You've, you've highlighted three other ones. Do you have any other ones that you want to share before we talk about relationships? Um, no, I, I think that's a great start. I think where you need to get a result of something think through a system for it. So there's going to be a lot of different ones, you know, snacks and volunteers. Yeah. And I think it helps create some rhythm and an order out of things. 
And this is what I've learned about kids um, is that when they know what to expect, it increases their feelings of safety. Right. And when it increases a kid's feelings of safety, it allows them to feel more transparent and allows them to connect a little bit more. And so that's why like we did one about tracking where our time was going and our systems around like, here's how a typical program night looks like, yeah. right? That allowed kids to get into a rhythm and to feel safe and know what was to come next. And was able to actually really increase their engagement in what was happening that night yeah. because they weren't all over the place. And so, and the end result is we want to see kids, we want to see them connected to your group. We want to see them connected to caring adults. And so that's why I think relationships are so big. And I'm not time kind of take it away with that. But in the end, the systems fail if it doesn't allow us to have the relationships that we want us to. Yeah, you can be too tied into the relation, the the system that you forget about the relationship and you forget about, uh, you know, the relation. Again, the world is not black and white. Systems help you have some black and make some black and white decisions, but the world is not black and white. It's very gray. And so I really feel like if you allow the system to trump relationships, it gets really blurry and you can really do a lot of damage in those relationships if you allow the system. Now, again, I, I say this knowing that systems are great and you need to have them in place. But again, sometimes the relationship, you can't let the system always trump the relationships. I, I agree with you. And so like part of the systems failing where we talked about like having to reevaluate them or go through the process of how do I improve this system comes down to what is the result on the ministry, but also what are the results on the relationships that this system was meant to help, right? Yeah. And if it's deteriorating, if those relationships aren't there, if maybe like, for instance, I think of systems that, you know, communication where it's just like generic email blasts to everybody, right? Yeah. And they're not getting the results you need. How do we change up the system a little bit to be more personable and more like individualized? And what does that look like? And what do you need yeah. to have that happen? And that's how you kind of evaluate and see things change. Yeah. That's so true. Well, this has been great, Corey. I, uh, again, I know you're you're big in the systems, and I'm such a terrible systems guy. That's why we we did good together, and so <laughs> we did ministry together. Uh, but we're also chaotic as well. Well, good. Well, Corey, again, highlight um, Rally Youth one more time. Yeah, find find me, find some resources and some tips at rally r a l l y y o u t h dot com. Um, Think of any resources that are out there. Some big ones that I love right now is something I call seven stories, which is helping kids find those big moments in their life in the first 18 years, 19 years of life that say, hey, where am I going to go for the next 60, right? And so it helps kind of pinpoint some really cool ideas in that. Um, and that that's a great place for you guys to start. Yeah, that's great. So good. Rally Youth is great. Corey's great, you know, and so definitely hit him up. Don't hit him up on Twitter because he's terrible on Twitter, but hit him up on Instagram and in other places as well. So yeah, perfect. All right, Corey, thanks so much for joining me. All right, we'll see you later. All right, so there you have it. My conversation with Corey. It was great talking with him and, and chatting with him about these three different systems that you can have in place. Again, about communication, attendance, and about volunteers. And there's probably many more systems that you need to have in place. And we just hit on a few of these. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think about it? What, how, is the, how are these systems helped you in your ministry? 
And then what other systems do you have in place? Let, let's talk about it a little bit more. You can hit me up on Twitter, at TA Pounder is my Twitter handle. Um, share something with me and tag me with it. I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about this. Uh, or you can just simply email me, tom at ymsidekick.com. I would love to continue this conversation with you about systems that really help uh, and help prepare your ministry for future success. All right, heroes, well, that wraps it up for another episode of the YM Sidekick Podcast. Thank you so much for being with me today. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, go to iTunes or Spotify or any other podcasting channel and subscribe to it. I would love for you to get these when they come out every other week. Or you can get more information about all the podcasts that I have, the shows, the vlogs, uh, the Digital Bootcamp Facebook group. You can go to ymsidekick.com and get all that information there, including some uh, free ebooks as well. All that, again, at ymsidekick.com. Stay connected. I've got content coming out all the time, and I'd love for you to be a part of that. All right, here is why I hope you have a great rest of your day or a great rest of your week. And until next time, have a great one.